this yeah okay why not let's Hello. just catch up on here she hasn't even got me a cup of tea yet it's terrible <laughs> oh no um <laughs> well i don't have any milk in oh, so it's terrible i know terrible i know i'm host. such a poor host i wasn't sure how long you were gonna take and you got me i gave you a live you, location you did. that was amazing i was watching you the, <laughs> the whole time, time. I, was like, I was like a felt like a perv like Ooh. <laughs> where is she now <laughs> I always get terrified when people send me live um, locations. I don't even know because I'm do like, um, I'm like, imagine if they like crashed, and you just <laughs> notice that they were still in the same place for like twenty minutes, and you're like, mm, what's going on here? Surely yeah. someone would know that you were dead. I mean, I don't or even know unconscious. How to Not everyone has to die in a crash. <laughs> yeah, but you could get like <laughs> for those of you on internet. <laughs> My face just went completely black and very aggressive. No, it didn't. It looked like you had to have a shit. It was awesome. That one, yeah. <laughs> just alarmed. <laughs> How you doing anyway? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Uh, yeah, I'm not too bad. We were just we were literally just discussing how we're both falling apart, <laughs> like our backs. We like the first thing we did was sit down and just try <laughs> and twist click. our backs and click them. Um, so yeah, I'm super excited about my osteopath appointment on Friday. Um, it's the guy I go to a lot. Like, um, had a look at the online portal that they have, and just for a sec, pool. Okay, got a portal. Portal. <laughs> and like, it's got all of my um, all my sessions that I've had there, like listed out. And I'm just like, I've, I've been to this guy so many times, and I'm still broken, but. I just he's clearly doing a shit job. Well, <laughs> no, I just keep doing bad things to it. <laughs> just, you just gotta give up, give up training. Give I wish I could. That you want to do? <laughs> Honestly, it's so hard. Um, but like at the minute, it's like literally just between my shoulder blades, and it was really like putting me off on Sunday, where when we were doing like uh, I went to a comp training, we did um some positional sparring and like just I don't know trying to shrimp out I saw this was a set of RGA books yeah it's dope it's open to everyone so if you want to come mm. on a Sunday like it doesn't matter if I ever have a Sunday off where I'm not hungover or at work well if you will be an alcoholic <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be so bad this um, Sunday though because on Saturday I've got a or you can drink brunch what? in London Nice. Um, but I'm coming straight off a night shift, <sighs> travelling to London, doing this all you can drink brunch, and then getting a coach back. Mm-hmm. So, like, you're not With eating all my or American anything. friends as well that are used to frat parties. So. Oh my god, are you going to have another mimosa? Are you going to have another mimosa? Ugh. Americans are the worst. <laughs> that's a lot they'll probably listen to this some of them are like some of my good friends are but some, <laughs> some of the um, 
British people um, are also the worst at times. Yeah, they're called conservatives. <laughs> oh, let's not make the podcast political, considering most gay men vote conservatives. Do they? Yeah. Shit. Why would you not if you two men live in together? <laughs> That's fair enough. Why are not two women living together? Because you care about equality. Pay gap, you're within a minority group. Mm. Maybe. I don't, I don't there, see there is actually research into it that gay men, because gay men pull in, I think, the most amount of money as a couple. Well, yeah, they have the most. Yeah. They would have the most disposable income because yeah. they're well. But I, I don't think that's the ca- that can't be the case anymore. Like I don't know. A lot like, more it was gay a couple of years ago. I read that research, but I don't know. Send in your answers to. Uh... <laughs> Oh shit, we actually do have an email address. <laughs> yeah, the roleplaypodcast at gmail.com. So yeah, if there's anything you want to uh, moan at us about, like literally just drop a message there. That's all one word, the roleplaypodcast at gmail.com. Um, oh, let's talk about stuff. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about I got about told you off for talking about me. sex last Who you'll buy? One of my friends and like, you talk about sex a lot. It's like, yeah, it's kind of that podcast. <laughs> oh, people need to talk about it more. They do, they do. I don't understand why um, people are so closed off to it, really. Like, it's, a, it's something that's supposed to be it. fun. Yeah. Like, literally. Everyone does it, God. Unless Not everyone. Unless you're Christian. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Christian? Eh? Thought you were gay. Nuns. I don't have a sex life, like, at all. Ever. It's been, like, four, five years. It's been great. Been great, has it? No. (laughs) It's been lonely, is what it's been. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Have you trained all this week? In the gym, yes. And being beaten up by children, yes. When it comes to actually getting on the mats, no. But I'm going to go tonight, so get back into the spirit of rolling after everything Fucking that has happened. Yes. Did you want to put your phone on silent? Because that's very rude. That's not even my phone. That's, uh, what's it called? Your drug Ooh. phone. <laughs> no, uh, it's the fucking laptop. It just, ah. it's connected to my phone. So now it's like, you've got a message. You've got a message on your phone. <laughs> no, Look at um, the message on your phone. So I'll go back to training tonight. <laughs> Nice. Um, why was that? Oh, I worked loads last week. What was that? <laughs> what was that? I don't know. I'm, I tried I hope to they can hear button. this on the... There you go. Oh, it sounds horrendous. Okay. It's definitely registering on the thing. Yeah, yeah so I had, um, had... Yeah, I just had like a really long week at work. Just, but I need to just get back into the swing of things. But I've been a bit um, nervous after like all... Well, my shoulder injury, the mumps and everything else, just getting back yeah. to training. Like, I went to GB Birmingham um, for one session. Um, How'd that go? That, that was really nice. It was nice to see everyone and be around everyone. And my train, like, you know, mm. everyone I'm used to. And I know it's not stupid, but when people have known you for years... yeah. You don't feel as scared to have to make a good impression. Like, you can go in there, oh, like, you know, I'm coming back from this, this, this. And 
everyone's like really nice and sound about whereas sometimes like when you join a new team and because I was actually gonna go um oh yeah I was actually gonna go training this week to the gym where I've started training at now yeah um but I had a really tough day at work yeah and you know when you want to go somewhere and train but at the same time you don't want to talk and be sociable you just want to get on the mat and just train um yeah and I just felt it wasn't appropriate for me to go there in that mood after a long time of not seeing them because you want to make good impressions and you don't want them to think you're rude and but I know they'd have been fine but I think it was just more me so so I just went to the gym instead and lifted some weights but but you are rude (laughs) Not quiet rude. I'm obnoxious rude. There's a difference. <laughs> no, I, I, I've been trying to go back more now. So, um, like I've been, go- I would, I've been trying to go to the women's class at Inspire, um, mm. just because it's the only one that I can get to. Um, I would do like the nogi sparring and stuff before it but like normally I'm not home until like half five six so I have to come home get something to eat and then get out and by the time I get out I think we should go tonight together Aww. walk hand in hand Aww. roll play here to roll play uh, I don't want people to fucking smash me though. That's actually no that's fine like I've been getting smashed for the past two weeks it's actually been quite enjoyable I'm going to get smashed by white belts tonight because both of my shoulders are dodgy Good. my back's in bits Good. But hey. Good. I'm glad. Hey. You deserve let's, it. Let's do it. Honestly, um, I've been, like, I've been struggling to get back, um, partly because of the stuff that you were talking about, mm. like, just being injured and, like, finding the energy to go back after such a long layoff. But, like, I really enjoyed it. It's been so cool. Like, I couldn't go on Thursday because I had to record something else. And then... Oh, yeah. How did that go? Because that seemed like it was going to be quite a interesting podcast. Yeah. Uh, it was fun. It, was... it hasn't... Has it been released yet? No, not yet. No. Uh, that was one of the things I was going to do this evening. Okay. I was wondering whether or not I should go train or just edit both of these. Well... Fucking back to back. Give us... Give me a little insight into it. <laughs> Go on, just a little insight. This know? will probably get published after anyway. Maybe. So, what do you want to know? Just, just like, come on. So, was there anything... Juicy? Juicy. Not really. Nothing that hasn't really been said already. Hmm. We're talking about the same thing. I think so. Like the fight with Molly McCann. Yeah. Yeah, she just basically said exactly what um, I thought she was going to say. Like... She's playing really dirty. Uh, fucking eye rakes, fish hooks. Like, my favourite one was the, uh, her, like, tripoding up in closed guard and just, like, throttling her. <laughs> it was, it was such an insane match. And, like, I watched it. And, like... It's it's really hard because, like, um, I've seen the fight and I know Molly personally. Yeah. And... I won't lie, Molly's so sound. Like, she is a really, like, I've met her, I spoke to her, and, mm. um, yeah, she just got, like, she is, like, a nice person. But. She's a scouser. <laughs> you, like, <laughs> it is hard because I see the comments made about Molly in the way that she fought. And, like, I've said in 
so many occasions, haven't I, before, yeah. that if someone wants to play dirty or fight dirty, then as long as I know about it, I'm not bothered, I'll give them twice as bad yeah. back. Um, that's the issue here, to expect Molly not to play that sort of game. Yeah, but like in the rules um, like discussion at the very beginning... Yeah. Like the rules were no eye pokes, no fish hooks, mm. no this, no that, and that then comes she down did to everything. The ref. Well, yeah, the referee was fucking awful. Mm. Um, like just watching his positioning throughout the fight, and like he just seemed so disinterested in what was going on. It was like, well, why the hell are you there if you're not there to actually observe yeah. and referee like completely? Uh, like, um. Well, like, yeah. uh, at the end of the day, it is what it is. It's like I've rolled with Molly, Molly rolls exactly how she yeah. performed then. Um, uh, and it doesn't she goes surprise me. And, but yeah. I, I won't lie, and that helps her progress in MMA. Mm. Because there is this thing where I see so many people um, roll nice Brazilian jiu-jitsu style. And yeah. when they go into MMA, it's not a natural instinct like, to be so aggressive well. and that... So she rolls exactly how she has to roll for the mm. career path that she's on. Yeah. And I think it's cool that we have MMA fighters coming in and doing Brazilian oh, yeah. jiu-jitsu competitions. Do I think the ref should have done better at picking out them things if it is part of the rule set? Yes. Um, was Molly going to follow the rules? No. Molly's someone who will... Is going to... Test the limits. Yeah, she'll test yeah. the limits. And if someone says to her, don't do that, she won't do it. But... Yeah. Um. She will go for it and be I dirty mean, and. Yeah. Like nothing that's been said or that happened in the fight was ultimately surprising. Like, uh, watching Abby fight, like, she, she played a regular game. Mm-hmm. Like she, I've always, uh, like I followed her fight for a while. Um, I've always been a a fan of hers just because um. I don't know, I'm a big fan of most women in jiu-jitsu. <laughs> so I just... Yeah. Uh, I, I follow a few people. Um, and, like... Yeah, it was... It was a bit shit. The referee should have done more. But, like... I don't know. The the verbal stuff that's come out of it has probably just... Has probably been the worst of it, mm. if I'm honest. But, like, uh, when I was speaking to Abby, she was like, the worst thing she's done is call me a conservative. <laughs> 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 and then something that I have to bleep out which is why I have to listen to it and uh, actually edit it so um, it's not like this where I can just literally put it online straight away Yeah, <laughs> it was like there was something there were some things that we said and I was just like mm, maybe let's go back a bit <laughs> take that out yeah, but none of that I just want to clarify none of the things that I have to bleep out are to do with Molly like that's completely everything that's being taken out is things that were said about general things <laughs> I know <laughs> yeah, but it's it, um, yeah like if I was on that show and I knew I was going to fight Molly mm. I would I would be prepared to fight dirty <laughs> Oh, that's me now. I'm messing up. <laughs> As you can tell, I set my things to vibrate. <laughs> You're such a fucking hypocrite. Yeah, but at least it didn't make a sound. It did? Yeah, but not a sound. Like... <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs>
So I want to talk to you about um, Blue Belt Blues and just gen- just generally getting back into jiu-jitsu after a considerable amount of time off. Like I don't think I've... I didn't really experience Blue Belt Blues, but I've got the Purple Belt pur- Purples. <laughs> <laughs> the Purple, purple Belt Purple Bruises and Injuries. Yeah. Um, well, that's the thing. Like, for me... Like, I've been struggling to get back into it and, like, finding, uh, like, the joy in it again after, like, it just felt like everything that I was doing was exacerbating uh, injuries that I had. And, like, now I'm going back in and I'm, I'm trying to be smarter about how I roll. I'm trying to be smarter about what I want to achieve. Um, and, like, not just trying to do everything all at once. Mm. like I can understand why people get hung up on like either belt progression or the jumping skill level when you get up to blue belt and things like that but like I don't know like for me it's I'm I keep I keep trying to find ways back in if that makes sense and not like oh I've reached the thing that I wanted now. I'm going to have to leave jiu-jitsu forever. Mm. So, like, you've uh, been in martial arts for, yeah. like, decades. Like, what, I want to know... Oh, my God. What's your... What's I just your thought what? about that. How many years? 24 <laughs> years. 24 years. 24 years I've been doing martial arts. And you're I'm only 37. <laughs> 37, I wish. <laughs> Closer what's, to death. What's been your worst injury? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm actually 27, not 37. Shit, sorry. What's mm. been your worst injury? Um, I haven't actually received my worst injuries through martial arts. It was football. Um, I had to, had to have two knee operations um, <sighs> on both knees. That was really hard to come back to jiu-jitsu yeah. after. I was a completely different fighter. And... Um, I remember my last competition when I had I was fighting with my knee strapped up like completely and that was grappling strike mm. and the girl was just kicking my knee completely <sighs> throughout. Um, I was standing at sixty kg. Nice. Naturally. Nice. Um, I was about eighteen. I want to say yeah, eighteen, nineteen, and then you I, had double knee surgery at eighteen. Yeah. Yeah, and I was told I'd never... Walk again. Yeah. <laughs> I would never live the same life. Da, da, da. Um, and I was in a wheelchair for like six months. And it was just like a really shit time. And I thought I'd never get back to martial arts. It took me a good two years to be able to just get my ass to my heels um, again. And I was never the same fighter. Like... Now, I, I used to be so slender, really fast, like a whippet. Like, I'd have your neck before you knew it. Like, I'd, I'd, I'd have classed myself as a possible, um, with the potential of becoming one of the best female martial artists around. I would have honestly have said that back in the day. Now, no. <laughs> I need, like, I'm a, I have to, I, 
had to learn to be a completely different fighter like mm. slow strong methodical like my natural weight is 20 kg heavier than what it was nice. then um, all muscle in case anyone's wondering <laughs> like but that's that, no but that's the funniest thing is when i went i was so depressed at home yeah. i put on a lot of weight um during my knee because I couldn't do anything I was used to eating like loads and training yeah. loads and I used to run so many miles each day it was the number of people I've heard say that where it's yeah. just like especially when you're young and like you're accustomed to a certain way of living where like you're expending so much energy during the day so you just eat whatever you want yeah and then you get injured and then your life becomes Still eating all of that stuff, but having yeah. nowhere to go. But that's right. So I went into the gym, and then the only because I couldn't do any like the cardio that I was used to or circuits or moving, I just started weightlifting loads. Um, and I didn't have a clue what I was doing, but I just gave nice. it all a good go, and I just started getting really, really, really muscly. Like I really like I did, but I enjoyed it because I was getting stronger, and it was giving me something I could do, mm. and I didn't know. At the time, I thought I'd never go back to martial arts or football. And um, you're just like, now I'm going to be one yeah. of those bodybuilder people. Well, I just, I just, it was just, just something I could do, which I enjoyed. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so uh, now, um, yeah, so, I'd, so I'll ha- never be able to get back to that 60 kg frame. Yeah, but like. I have similar thoughts at the moment where like um so prior to my latest injury um like I was really getting back into jiu-jitsu properly like after my surgery um I was dropping weight I was moving around really well I was hitting the techniques I wanted to hit um whilst I was training for that um oh what's it called Fest? No, the other one. I'm, people are gonna. Oh, I'm gonna hate myself for forgetting what it's called. Anyway, um, I was supposed to be fighting uh, a girl from Elements in Brighton, and like I was so excited for it. Um, and then I fucked my uh, fucked my leg, and now I've messed my back, and it's just like. but now like I know I can't move as well as I did like six months ago so I'm trying to figure out like the best way to move how I want Mm. and just be fat and lazy it's funny because um I've when I was obviously the only jiu-jitsu injury I probably had is like um I was down London training at the MMA clinic mm. um, with Joe Duffy before he moved over to TriStar in Canada and that. And I was fighting some of their female fighters like who were really good. And um, we were doing... Ca- like, I had this woman up against a cage and I was using head control. But I put my head at an angle and obviously when she fought back, I, my neck just went <sighs> and it seized up straight away. And it was only like... Um, a couple of months after that I found out I had it caused me to have like bulging discs and everything <sighs> from the injury but that's why now I get continuous like bad neck and upper back issues mm. um, but 
now I just know that I need to be careful of it and protect it. And I think this episode flared up because I went for a takedown and I just left my neck sort of not like yeah. I did a sh- it was a sloppy takedown and instead of tensing my back and having my head pointed to the sky I just went eh, half hearted and then just the weight on my neck I was like oh why have I just done that because oh. normally I'm very conscious of it but I think because I was just thinking of my shoulder I was yeah. like protect <laughs> the shoulder oh okay <laughs> nope you've buggered your neck up nice yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so, like, after you've had such a, after you've had a real long time off, like, how how do you approach getting back into the sport? Like, I think um, for me, it's always it helps if you've got friends yeah. um, who do it because then you can sort of motivate each other or they can like understand and just be like, oh, come on the mat, like come do this, try this. Um, but also like letting people know about it. Mm. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry, that was then it, it set me off. <laughs> um, That's why I asked you a question so I could. <laughs> but um, <laughs> letting everyone know, letting your training partners know um, that you're coming back from injury. And then you should have an understanding coach that won't push you too much. Like, yeah. And allow you to sit at the side for stuff if you don't want to do it. And mm. I think that's really important too. You don't want to over push yourself while you're returning. Well, this is the thing. Like, of all the sports that I've uh, come into contact with, jiu-jitsu is one of the only ones where people are like, they either come back too early or when they come back, they throw caution to the wind and feel like they can fight how they did prior to their injury yeah so it's like how do you uh how do you wrestle with with that how do you force yourself to kind of slow down and take on a take on a revised outlook i think you always have to look at the long term so when i was getting back with my knees i had no expectations of how, how i would get on or how um, I would change as a fighter. I just did what I could and adapted to the things that I couldn't do. Mm. Um, and then over time, I just accepted that the things I could no longer do, Makes that was sense. my new normal. And I think yeah. sometimes it's accepting what's the new normal. And everyone's <laughs> going to go through this. It's like if you're, if you start when you're a kid mm. and your body changes, you change, like, you're getting, go. you know, you're going to age and that. And there's people where I'm sure if you look at the masters who are now yeah. really old, they wouldn't be able to fight the same way when they were younger. But there's some stuff they still can perform in a very, like, skillful academic way. And then there's some stuff they're just going to not, they're going to avoid them positions because they know that they can't. Yeah. They're just more... They're for the youth. <laughs> Adapt. Adapt and overcome. It's a bloody youth. It's wasted on the young. <laughs> they don't know how to use it. <laughs> um, oh, what else was I going to say? I don't know. 
You don't know. No, no. no. I, I was I was well up for talking about jujitsu, and then I yawned, and then my whole life flashed before my eyes. I'm sure you actually um, <laughs> messaged me the other day, saying what we were. Me. Well, I hope it's you, not catfish. Oh yeah, I know the stuff that I wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk oh, about. It's um, good to say, but I thought you forgot completely. No, I had a train of thought on this subject. Oh. Yeah, I know. Okay. Like, I the other you just thing I wanted to talk about was uh, competition pop. rule sets. Yeah. Because like at the moment, um, I'm in planning for the next fight like a girl. I'm still. Uh, Still looking at gyms and stuff, but I want to put a rule set together. Oh my god, I've got to stop yawning. I haven't even been that tired. You know today. why? Why? Because you didn't get make us coffee. Shut your mouth. Say so when I when I got here, <laughs> twenty minutes ago, if you'd made us a coffee, we'd win. Someone fun. said that they'd be available from two. Yeah, and then, and then you didn't tell me till today. <laughs> When I said, oh, I'll just get to yours for four, that you were going to do it earlier. And then I got a late shout at half one. Well, if you will work in such a tumultuous <laughs> job role. I just get... Guess what I... Oh, guess what I did last night. What did you do had last the... night? I actually had a bath for the first time in ages. For those in the South, that's a Sorry. bath. A bath. <laughs> It's a bath. A bath. And, um... How'd it go? Did you love it? Yeah, like, I felt really rejuvenated. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, my housemate was at the gym, (laughs) and then I said, well, fine, I'm going to have a girls' night to myself. Um, quite annoyingly, I just wanted a glass of wine, just for the photo, but I couldn't justify opening a bottle of wine that is not mine, and I would not like just for that. That's one of the greatest photos I've ever seen. You need to post that to the Instagram account. The great, the great thing is, is my mate said I really love how my album looks at the moment. <laughs> just. Dresses and then a photo of me with a turkey hat and a face mask on. You look so pleased to be in a bath. Just, just happy, like really happy with life. Yeah, I can see that. Last time I had a bath, um, I aggravated my uh, muscle, my piriformis. So like everything tightened up. That's when I had to go to the doctors and get some tramadol and diazepam. I know, right? The life. I know, I know. But yeah. Um. So competition rule sets. Okay, yeah, competition rule sets. Let's go. Um, have you? What what rule sets have you fought under? Like in the past, like IBJJF's the standard. Yeah, all of them. (laughs) (laughs) Literally all of the rule sets you can imagine. Like um, Naga sub only. Mm. Uh, the only ones I can think of right now. Lady <laughs> Brother, grappling strike, grappling submission. That's a, that's a thing. Like they have all these like um, 
titles, but when you actually look at it, you've either got your sub only mm. points, your point scoring, or your grappling strike, or grappling. Yeah. Well, I'd say grappling submission is sub only. So, so for a competition that's predominantly like aimed at white, blue, and purple belts, uh, it's likely that I might just do the gi. Mm. Um, but I'm still in two minds about whether or not I should do both. I think it's a hard one as well because when it was... So I had a couple of fighters come over to partake who were yeah. white belts and they only wanted to do no gi, not gi. And I think it's a hard one because dependent on where you've learned and what you do, yeah. some people prefer the no gi because... Not everyone wants to spend 100 quid on a gi mm. if it's not something that they're going to take up full time. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Um, so, like, I've been looking at how to score and, like, what to give points for. Like, there's a part of me that wants to take away advantages and penalties mm-hmm. and then just get rid of, uh, like, advantages altogether and... Or just like add points and remove points i think i think it's really hard because when it comes to point scoring i think there's so much for lower belts to learn and realize and remember yeah and i think the point of the convert like the competition in itself is just to get on the mats and yeah fight well that's like i and was going to steal another th- rule um, which was the first two minutes don't score points. Mm. So you're literally the like the aim of the start of the fight should be. The th- I think the thing is whatever you do, people are gonna moan because if in the first two minutes someone fights amazing and then <laughs> they get wrecked, yeah, and the person after wins by points, but it is. I think if you want an easy an easy time I don't sorry if you want an easy time I don't think um I think personally the refs you always have and the people who were on there can see a fight and know scoring methods and points mm. where sometimes I think a time limit sub only mm. and if no one submits the other you have referee's decision. Referee's decision, but I think if it's um, a category that's small, you say to the referee because you want people to have a role. Mm. Is okay. It's sub only. Um, they've got six minutes. If they tap, just stand back up and they can continue. Mm. Maybe. Um, but we know who the winner is. But we want you to have the most of your money. Yeah. Um, I think it's really hard you need to work out why people are competing and what they're doing it for. Um, personally I get the impression from the people that come to fight like a girl it's normally because it's their first competition yeah. or they just want a nice atmosphere, so Yeah. I think for white belts maybe that will um bring them in. Yeah. Entice. Yeah, white belts just yeah. have a more of a vibe where it's a more welcoming environment. Yeah, it's it's get on the mats and 
the ref will make a decision and you will roll for the six minutes. You know how they do with kids? Yeah. I know this sounds true, but they do it with kids. Why? Because it makes kids feel comfortable and that yeah. way they'll just go... One of them gets a submission, so they stand them up and go, okay, a jimmy fight, like, and then they'll go again and then they'll do it and then the ref will just go, yes, winner at the end from the observation. I think that would be kind of a nice thing for the women because I don't have to think about point scoring. Um, they're would just getting into just position. Do it for the white belts? Yeah, white belts. Because I think if you've got achieved a blue belt, then you, you know, you know your point scoring. You mm. should know more te- technical yeah. things. Um, and yeah, yeah, I like that. So- or even if you had like a, if you did everything with the same, but you had um. A white belt first competition mm. category, so it could be your first ever competition instead of it being. Um, but it depends how many people are there and what and. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. Like that's always the hardest thing about uh, putting it on because, like, I never know how many people are going to sign up. Could be, uh, I think last time we had about seventy-eight. Mm. Come, the time before that was. Uh, low 70s i think it's like it's always there's always a decent number of people it's always a really good day but it's um it's just difficult getting the balance right i always maybe it would be good putting a survey out to say um to give people the option um Mm. and uh white belt and everyone can vote even if you're a purple belt or a brown belt you c- or a black belt you can vote on what you think would be the best for the white belt rule set the blue belt rule set purple brown black maybe purple <laughs> shit they smell that fart I did <laughs> it was dangerous um but no, like normally, like at most, I get a purple belt um, division, and it's normally only like enough for probably like three or four people at mm-hmm. most. Um, I don't know. It's weird. I I I do want to put a bit more emphasis on the white belt stuff because I think it's important. Um, like we've got white belts at our gym currently, and. I know that there are people who don't want to compete, but I'm a massive advocate for at least just doing it once, mm-hmm. just to just to see, because like I think it's a good, uh, it's a good measure of character, mm-hmm. just to see what you'll do when the chips are actually down. Like I think most people surprise themselves when they go into competition the first time. They'll, um, like, especially some of the the women that I know and I've spoken to in the past, like they normally have such a, a poor opinion of themselves that they just think, Oh, I'm, I'm only here to like, just turn up. I don't, don't expect anything or I don't want to do anything. Like they always come away. Um, like they'd have performed a lot better than they thought they were going to perform. They hit something that they wanted to hit. They, they win. It's just, I don't know. I mean, I don't think everyone should have to compete all the time, but I think 
it's just nice to compete once to see how you feel about it because uh-huh. it's like I'm not a fan of like speculation and then forming an opinion based on speculation like if you're gonna say no I don't want to do that then at least try it like that's just my opinion on it because like at least if you try it you know for sure that's why I think it's so important for the rule set to be a friendly rule set not Mm. oh you need to worry about these points you need to think this and I think it all comes down to ref as well that if someone's going a bit full on is to just say look calm it down yeah. We're beginner level. It's a fun event. Yeah. Save that for an IBJJF comp. <laughs> Do you know yeah. where people go like in for the world champion? Yeah. Shit. And I think it's um, just to say like, look, it's a friendly competition. If you put on a good display, you'll win by decision anyway. Yeah. But I want to see less aggression. Like, it's one of the reasons role. that I, I've always um, had uh, Pippa come out and do them. Because like, she's... She's refed a few of my fights and like I've always enjoyed her referee. Like she doesn't she doesn't take any shit and I really like mm. that about her. Like she's she's very much in control of her mats, which is awesome. Um not to say that none of the other referees are, it's just I don't know. I enjoy Pippa. She's very lovely. Um but yeah, that's one of the reasons I wanted to get rid of uh like advantages and uh, penalties and stuff because it just especially at white belt it kind of muddies the water mm-hmm. whether they want to know like why that was why they were given that and then why they were given this it's just like if you limit it to certain things like everybody can get along with the fact that if you pass the guard it's uh, three points you take someone down it's two points get to the back or to mount is four points like the it's only like three or four things. I to remember, remember when I had a couple of um, white belts fight, uh, fight like a girl, and they'd only done no gi because they would literally only um, done. They only self defense stuff, yeah. Yeah, self defense anyway, and I just said, well, there's a girls' competition. Just do what, like it's completely going to be completely weird for you because we say don't go to the ground and like you know, yeah, um, how to retain stuff, you know, submissions and. But I just said, like, just go and have fun. And one of the girls won silver. Nice. Um, and She still competes today. <laughs> <laughs> but stuff like that, it's like, I just said to them, don't go there with any expectations. They were like, well, what what's, what points, this, is this. I was like, don't worry about it. Yeah. Like, just don't worry about it. I was like, the only thing you can't do is... I get like, um, <laughs> yeah, like the these things, and I said, and also just be careful of like um, reaping the knee and stuff like that because sometimes, yeah. obviously, if someone stood over you or doing stuff, it's easy to like, yeah. Um, but that's the thing. Like most people train to progress, and that's all points are. They're rewarding progression. Mm-hmm. So like. It does. You don't need to know what you're going to be awarded points for. If you're trying to pass the guard, you're going to get points. If you're trying to progress to like neon belly or to to mount or to back, you're going to get points. Like you shouldn't get hung up on them. Like I can understand why people do get hung up on them at a higher level because they mean a lot more because it's more difficult to mm-hmm. get them. But like at white and blue belt, they're a dime a dozen. Like 
just just fucking roll mm. <laughs> that's all you have to do just roll but even to this day I forget about what points are on that that's why I do so shit in IBJJF competitions because everyone will be like don't sit you're going to give them points I'm like I don't give a fuck I just want to fight <laughs> like um I just here to roll. And that's why sometimes I really hate fighting people who'd like point who are yeah. like who know they the rules inside out and they just like go, Oh, I'm winning on points, so I'll just hold Stop. her in the guard. Mm. Like something like can just fight. Who gives a fuck about points? Like who gives I don't know whether it's because I've done it for well, so long, twenty four years now. I don't care about coming home with a medal that I could borrow off the internet for a fiver. I don't care about stuff like that i just want to fight like i'm there to just compete and test myself and see what needs working i've went to some competitions and these are meant to be skillful blue or purple belts and that and they just hold on to you and you're like what come on let's fight let's just roll (laughs) like who cares i i was like i know me and i'll tell you i put myself in horrendously risky positions in a the attempt to try and get a submission and most of the time people capitalise on me making that risky decision. But I'd rather try than sit yeah. on my ass and do nothing. The only thing I can think of that's worse than that is someone stalling in uh, sparring at the gym. What's the point? Like, I've come across it. I've come across it recently. What, to catch your breath? No, no, literally just to stall to the end of the fight. It's ridiculous. Um, I was rolling with a, a guy at the gym and um, like he got past my legs and then got me into like side control. But he wasn't in like a, a tight side. He was in, a, he had his hips off the ground. His waist was over my uh, sternum and like his elbow against my hip and his head was like all the way back. Like, I couldn't posture, I couldn't hip up because he's on my hips. I couldn't, like, do anything to get him away or pull him close. So I was just, like, he was putting all his weight on my stomach and it was uncomfortable, but I could still breathe. And he was just, like, looking at me like, uh, where, where's the taps? I hit? It's not there. And I was expecting him to progress. And nothing happened. And I waited like 30 seconds. And I was just like, okay. And then I tapped. And I was like, he was like, oh yeah. Did you find it hard to breathe? I was like, no, I was bored. Like I had nothing to do. Did you say that? Yeah. Good. I was like, what's the point of fucking sparring if you're not actually going to try and finish or progress or move forward or try and get better? Like, the only thing you're stalling is your own progression here. And it, like it's frustrating because he could be a lot better, but he either gets in his own way or he just doesn't want to like achieve. It's weird. I I don't understand it. Ego. <laughs> <laughs> like there's a lot of it, isn't it? If they're if someone's capitalising on someone they deem that they shouldn't be losing to, yeah. um, when they do finally get into a good position, they'll just stall there. Yeah. Like in the gym, like it doesn't matter 
what you're doing. You should always be moving and always be trying to yeah, but like, not progress. But There's not no everyone has the losers. same <laughs> mentality, do they? But these yeah. people won't progress as far or become as good in the future. Yeah. I don't know. Like, if he just keeps turning up, he'll progress. But like, yeah, but it's if, not something that. I, but I if don't you think it's keep turning up and you are. Yeah, like, you know but if I'm doing it, I'll progress faster. Like I understand that. Mm. It's just there's a like I sh- I'm in no position to be telling, to be talking about like uh, progression and stuff. But like, I don't think things like that should be rewarded. Yeah, but you know what? Like people get caught out at a later date for it yeah. i've seen it over the years where i've you know i've been waiting to get award like you know um my acceptance levels to go to like my black belt grading and stuff like that and people who i would deem as not as well-rounded mm. would get it because they are just very methodical do what they do and that's how they do it they're if you ask them to do anything which isn't their style or outside of their comfort zone, they wouldn't know how to do it. And I'm like, well, how can they yeah. get their black belt before me? And you know what? It wheels itself out because um, I did get my black belt and that, who was the one who everyone wanted to ask the advice from, me, not them, who was the one who is still continuing to progress in martial arts, me, not them. So... Mm. Uh, me personally I'm, I am i don't know whether it's because I've been there or done that and I suppose all the thoughts that you're thinking and many other people think maybe I've went through that at a younger age when you know you were a kid and you're like why are they getting that before yeah. me or why like I'm better like oh this this is whereas now I'm just like well fuck it like do you know what I mean I can I can look at many people uh, and I can also look at people in Brazilian jiu-jitsu and they're not as knowledgeable as me but they're a higher belt mm. but they have served their time in that sport and they know their stuff about that sport so whatever I don't need to tap them to know that I'm more knowledgeable mm. and well, but when my time will come and I have to prove myself I have to do that and it's about my personal development and when I become the grade that they are um I'll be more respected for it because mm. I've been there, I've done that, I've tried this, I've tried that, I've failed, I've achieved, I've... It's like, it's one of these things, it's if you... Let's put it this way. If you become a manager in a role, because that's how you got to see it, is if you become a manager at a role, who are you going to want to go to? The person that's had no issues connections or whatever but just become the manager because they've done everything correctly mm. or are you going to go to the manager that's been there done it like mm. everyone's like yeah i've seen them fail i've seen them achieve you're more relatable as a manager so people mm. will tend to go towards that person yeah and that's how it is in martial arts too yeah the more people see you fail and progress and the more people um 
see you try things and fail but then try other things and succeed you become more relatable to people which means you're that you'll succeed at a later date yeah but i don't want to be relatable that's my problem can't have people asking me all these questions <laughs> well, then you'll just be a relatable person that nobody wants who's unapproachable sweet sounds like the dream <laughs> <laughs> this is a this is another common thing that comes up in uh it comes up in jujitsu a lot and it's like uh comparing yourself to other people that you roll with and like i've done it in the past and i've been like i've let it get to me like now i'm a bit better at like separating myself from it and just going like my progression is my progression mm-hmm. that's the only thing I can influence um, despite the harsh words I said a moment ago <laughs> <laughs> but like I'm not comparing my compression my my progression to theirs um, like that just more me being frustrated that they don't want to do more with what they have because they obviously <laughs> press the button to stop it from recording while she farted her way to the toilet you're I'm, a bitch I'm joking I nearly <laughs> pissed myself I needed a wee for so long and I was like I can hold it through this chat and then I've realised we're 53 minutes in and I was like Mm. I need shit. Oh, I need a wee real bad. And then I literally, while Chloe was talking, I just went, I need a wee. But I didn't say wee, I just did she the did actions. It. I pointed at my vagina. She did it in Me mime. and vagina. Um, I thought she said masturbate. I misread <laughs> the situation entirely. <laughs> and then I just <laughs> darted off to the toilet for a wee. But I'm back. Excellent. So I was talking about a dude. And yeah, like for me, it's more frustrating that someone's not actually using their capability because like they are capable of a lot more. So like for me, like I don't get, I don't mind getting smashed by people. That's kind of where I'm at at the moment. (laughs) Like just getting fucked up by everybody. But um, like I'm at the moment, I'm very aware that my progression is my progression and like, Everything will come if I put the time in. So, like, I'm I'm in a pretty comfortable place with my jiu-jitsu. But, like, there have been times in the past where I've just been... I've seen uh, my, progress, my progress stagnate with a group of other people that I've been training with. And it's like... Everyone gets striped at the same time, but I'm doing three or four more classes than everybody else and it's like in that instance I didn't understand how like it worked and like what the requirements were for like getting striped or getting like a a belt or anything so for that it was really frustrating and then um like it's really taken until blue belt for me to get this stuff out of my head and mm. just kind of enjoy the training and enjoy the people because like if i'm honest with everything that's gone on in the last 12 18 months um that's literally 
uh, one of the biggest reasons I go to jiu-jitsu now because I love every single person that I get to interact with um, <clears throat> both at like total where I train normally like inspire I love all of the the women there and uh, the few guys that I know there and like even in uh, Aylesbury where we did comp training the other day like I just I like being around people mm -hmm. and like I've that's probably my issue then yeah <laughs> like I well I'm joking I suffer with um like with the depression and everything like it does force me to isolate myself so when I'm when I'm feeling like that I really have to force myself to do things and like the hardest like I've been suffering recently and just talking myself out of everything and I didn't want to go to class I didn't want to do any training especially after messing my leg up and stuff like I'd um I'd lost about 10 kilos from when uh when was it I think it was about uh eight weeks out from the fight I was supposed to have um Hayley gave me some strength and conditioning stuff to do I was training more at the gym and like weight was just dropping off and then when I hurt myself I was just completely deflated like I kept a lot of the weight off which is good for me because normally I eat my feelings really well I'm super good at it like give me all the ice cream especially now that Ben and Jerry's have brought back fucking um you said what? this last time I did you brought five tubs yeah and I've eaten them all fish food <laughs> no no it's um ah. Oh. I realised the other day I drink my feelings and not even in alcohol. Nice. I, I just like... What's your beverage of choice? What do you go to? Literally any anything. I could be in a just supermarket drink. and if I see a new drink, I'll just go, oh, love that. Yum. Like, I drink so much like uh, Cherry Pepsi Max. Mm. It's the dopest. Yeah, and uh, There's a running joke with me and my housemate when she saw I thought oh you love a drink don't you <laughs> oh 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 you happy you got a drink with you <laughs> ego is a drink <laughs> oh I bet you're happy now don't you you love a drink <laughs> like, it's just just everything that's said about it nice mm. but like depression is one of those really weird things where you know what you need to do but it's impossible well, it's seemingly impossible to do. I like. I think it's really hard as well because um, I think when you're going through stress or stuff, um, it's hard because you kind of become the person that you resent within that depression. Yeah. So, <laughs> so for me, like if I'm having a hard time, I tend to lack a bit of get up and go, and I am someone that lives my life yeah. yeah but the last i'd say three no probably since moving and starting my new job and being on course after course and for me i am always terrified of meeting new people and which sounds hilarious like meeting new people socializing mm. and um 
yeah like just i i because i have a terrible thing where i honestly want people to like me and i think obviously everyone has that but i yeah like i overthink it too much so yeah. um i think i come across quite false or fake on or um quite obnoxious or um yeah, I just panic one. talk. <laughs> I just panic talk. Um, so I know that on first impressions, I'm not a likable person. I think everyone who I'm best mates with or who knows me really well is like, I, I thought you were horrendous when I first met you. <laughs> and now, like, I know that you're the sweetest person who'd do anything for anyone. Mm. But you generally come across like a really self-absorbed arsehole. Um, I get that. But, yeah. but and that's hard because when you know you come across like that I try and implement things to change but it's so stressful yeah. like to have to really concentrate on the way you talk and your mannerisms and how that when you're nervous or anxious um, to come across better to people and then if you're going through stress or you know you're lacking that get up and go to like go and I don't know, like go and do things or mm. you've just had stress at work that day and then you know that you're too tired to actually be conscious of the way that you're talking or yeah. the way you're communicating. So for me, I think that's to a certain degree why um, I haven't been able to delve into this this new BJJ team as much as I'd have liked and that's why I think I found a lot of comfort travelling home to see my old work friends, like the people I've grown up with mm. and... Um, my old teammates because they know me inside out like yeah. they've went through that thinking I'm obnoxious, obnoxious to like realising I'm the sweetheart kind of thing um, this is weird because like yeah. I don't in all the time that I've known you I don't think I've had that experience with mm. you you've never been like really loud and obnoxious the, I think the weird thing is is um, I think it all depends on the person. It is some people like, like with you, mm. you're quite similar to me. Like where you really kind annoying. of get my yeah. humor. You, <laughs> you understand my sarcasm when I'm bigging myself up because you do it the same. <laughs> like we'll big, like big ourselves up, like full well known that we're very insecure and stuff. <laughs> um, but there are some people that generally will I know and who yeah. state that they accept it at face yeah. value like i know it sounds really stupid but for example um i just i'll just say it and say the name so i know <laughs> <laughs> um when i joined inspire yeah um i was speaking to nat about something that came off the mat and was like oh yeah i'm suffering with this injury or you know i'm trying to um recover or it was something along them Lines. Yeah. And instead of me going, which I should have done, is going, oh, like, you know, don't worry, like, you're doing really well. How are you feeling? Like, is there anything we can work on or help you with over the next couple of weeks? Which I obviously would. Yeah. Instead, I went, this was how I tried to relate because <laughs> I was anxious about being friends with everyone and trying to, like, impress so people liked me. That I went, oh, don't worry. When, when I was injured... I come back and won six martial arts world titles for Great Britain. You, you know, 
<laughs> no, my ring. So it won't be that bad. Imagine. And like, I said it. And like, my housemate, Katrina, was like sat next to me. Who knows that I get like that. And just looked at me to be like, you're such a prick. You did. <laughs> and I was like, and I was I was like, I'm, and I'm talking. <laughs> and I can't, can't stop. stop. And I bet you she was sat there thinking, what a dickhead. I've just spoke about like, you know, how I'm feeling. Like, I'm just thinking that like, right now. Don't, don't worry. <laughs> I, I come back and I won six golds for Great Britain at the World Martial Arts game. So, like, <laughs> imagine what a cunt she would have thought. Oh, sorry. Imagine what a dickhead she thought I was. Oh, God. <laughs> Nat, if you're listening to this, like, <laughs> I'm very aware of my actions, um, and I do apologise. <laughs> but you see what I mean? Like, what the yeah. fuck is that as a communication skill? I do that's it not quite... skill. That's, <laughs> no, that, that's, that's an impediment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's like the worst version of Tourette's. I know, it's like... <laughs> It's, Have it's I told like, you how great I am today? That literally, that's what I get like when I've got anxiety because I'm like, oh, because I I have been brought up to value myself on achievements and achievements only, not, yeah. um, not other things. That's how I was brought up and it's worked well in some place and terrible when it comes to making friends. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, like, I think I kind of got the same result, but um through a different path like i grew up um pretending to be someone that i wasn't and like i looked at the people around me who i thought were confident and sure of themselves and um i basically built a personality around all of these people and like that's where a lot of my sarcasm comes from now because like that's who I was. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, I'm the I'm the big I am. I do this, this and this. And like I did nothing. Like I was so depressed. And uh like my life wasn't really it wasn't really great, but it wasn't terrible either. Like I had a lot of great times. It's just like when I look back on it, it wasn't me. Like through a lot of it. Like I had very few real moments with people um, because you always have, like, it's weird, like, gender dysphoria is, like, an odd thing because it's like a, I describe it as, like, a hum in the back of your mind where, like, at any moment you just want to tell someone, you want to speak to someone about what you're feeling, what you're mm -hmm. going through, but you're constantly worried about uh, like because you've been conditioned through uh like social hierarchy and stuff you understand that actually saying what you want to say to people is going to have a massive negative impact on your life or could potentially have a massive ne negative impact on your life so every conversation i had i was very aware of the language that i used and um how I spoke to people. So I became, uh, like, charmingly abrasive is what <laughs> I would say. Like, I'm, I'm good at talking now because that's all I did.
growing up um I'm very good at talking myself around a conversation especially if it's a conversation I don't want to have with people I'm very good at changing what's happening so um like growing up with all of that like now I'm very fortunate to be able to live the life that I want to live and I have all of these skills that never get used excuse me fucking hell I had some crisps before I came here you know in my house <laughs> <laughs> but like I had some scrambled eggs today that's it and you want me to go training with you after this disgusting yeah. you're fighting all over me I don't fart I'm a lady sure sure I'll believe it when I see it <laughs> <laughs> but no like I don't know with the whole um, personality kind of thing like it, <laughs> I was very much an advocate of the fake it till you make it mentality until yeah. it nearly killed me so <laughs> um, like there is only so much that you can you can do and like it's one of like we spoke about this before like jujitsu is responsible for the confidence I have now um and like when I was speaking to Dan on his podcast and I told him that like uh, jiu-jitsu made me more confident and like outgoing as a person he asked me to expound on it a little bit and um I got a bit flustered because I didn't really understand it myself but like confidence is it's like an I don't know if you're playing uh an RPG or something on your computer it's like an innate ability it's not something that's attributed to one thing it's something that's attributed across your life so if you gain a lot of confidence in one thing then you're more able to access that confidence when you're doing other things yeah so like for like I started to so to transition socially after like I was doing half and half for about two three months so I'd go to work as male come home and live as I am now and then like I did that for a while before I moved over to Liverpool and that's why I started to uh, live like that full time but like a month or so before I moved from Southampton to Liverpool I got assaulted and um it really it messed with my head a little bit and then I found jiu-jitsu and it made me it made me more comfortable in my body like I think it's very valuable as a tool for teaching um, people to appreciate their body for what it can do rather than how it looks or like the aesthetic but also like just achieving something i think as well like from my observations um is people go into martial arts like the end of the day your confidence is your confidence you can gain confidence by doing yeah. anything if you're not confident with maths or english exams and you went and had maths and english lessons then you're going to be more confident within yeah. that or um and but the difference is is 
Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is a part of natural instinct and life. Um, martial arts is we have certain elements to us that um, are natural fighters or are naturally aggressive or mm. and what I'm trying to say is when a part of um, being in self-control and self sort of feeling control of yourself and your life um, is to be able to fight and protect yourself and protect the people that you love I think it's a natural instinct to do that yeah. Um, so I do think there is a lot of men that get into martial arts to be um, deemed as more masculine. Mm. I think that there's also men that get into martial arts to um, be able to protect better, to be able to um, like look after the people that they love, feel better about themselves, about certain insecurities. And I think that goes into women as well. A lot of women get into martial arts um after trauma or maybe they feel like that they lack strength in a certain manner or confidence yeah um it doesn't always have to be trauma based but i know that also people get into it to think oh if i was to be in a situation could i be all right could i be okay and i think by doing brazilian jiu-jitsu and learning to obviously be in control of your body using your body for something that isn't um the way it looks also um knowing that if something were to happen you'd have some form of ability to escape which is control um that natural fight and flight and also people actually come into martial arts to escape situations so it's learning and i think as well one big thing is i see with um women that may put them off is that they don't like the bodily contact with strangers yeah like being covered in people's sweat being covered in that um, but I think that's something as, as well, learning to be comfortable with the physical contact of strangers. I think it teaches you that as well. Um, because I think as women, we are taught from an early age about boundaries, about being touched, about physical contact, about that. So when you have that level of physical contact with trusted people, mm. um we like to assume everyone's trusted in martial arts, but obviously there are not some people. Yeah. But the majority of people are harmless and they're just to train. Um, yeah, I think it's learning as well that you can, like, <laughs> grab each other and accidentally grab a boob or whatever and it just be an accident and not be sexually motivated. Yeah. Because I think a lot of women are scared that if they have a man in their guard that man's going to be thinking about sexual things that's not the case they're thinking about brazilian jiu-jitsu and i think it's quite empowering for a woman to be in a situation where they are in certain positions with men and they're not feeling objectified yeah and i think that as well is a confidence it's a confidence in feeling um empowered and secure and Mm. yeah like, I know I've went on a bit of a rant and I probably haven't explained myself correctly with that. But I just think that everyone has different reasons for getting on the mats. But I generally think it's martial arts works on a deeper level than some other things because mm. um, of the natural instincts to protect, protect, fight and persevere and be stronger than each other and survival instincts. And I think it goes down to a deeper level. And as we're moving on as a society, we're losing that inner ability more because mm. we're not having to fight for food. We're not having to survive for, 
Yeah. Like, I mean, like in the, oh, I'm going to, you know, we all have to fight in different aspects. But um, I think because we're not going out and proving ourselves by hunting and gathering and all these things, we, mm. um, we're losing that side of us, which don't, doesn't leave us with confidence then when we're going into other aspects of life. So yeah. having Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu or a martial arts there to keep that confidence boost going um, helps us trans like transpire them skills into day to day life. Yeah. Um, of course. That's I don't know. That's how. That's how I I see it. Um, let's be honest. Every every woman, I have had come to me and ask for help because they're in a situation where they're being attacked daily and everything. It's I'll tell you what it's never the martial arts that helps them escape. It's the confidence that the martial arts brings to them. Mm. It's the confidence that it brings in the sense where they feel confident and strong enough to be able to walk away. Yeah, there's that's the difference. I will. I, I've spoken to women who are getting continuously abused, and I'm saying to them, you do realise you cannot use any of this martial arts on that person. Because if you do, they will know that you're getting lessons and it will make stuff worse. Mm. That it will make the control worse. If you do it and you don't do it right, your life's at risk. Mm. You want... Because my point of view is if you... If when you're in that situation, if you don't fight to kill in that second and have a shit ton of life issues then of having to go through the whole thing of, oh, I've murdered someone oh, it was self-defence, you're probably going to go to court, all this sort of stuff, all that stress that will come with it, then you know the only thing you have to do is come to the sessions, learn, build the confidence to then seek refuge or yeah. escape. And that's... Yeah. Like, that's as blunt as it is. Yeah. Like, it's a, it's a rehabilitation more than it is... Mm. anything else. Um, don't get me wrong though I know many people I've taught who have used it in self-defence settings and beat the shit into men or broke their arms or wrists or whatever <laughs> and you're like oh for god's sake <laughs> like could you not have walked away um, no but I'm proud of every single one of them for doing that but yeah, yeah like I think it's a like we know with anything um, assault sexual assault any kind of trauma yeah most of the time is has already happened or coming from a loved one it's not the stranger on the street um yeah. when it, we come to percentages so yeah martial arts is frigging great on a practical level of protecting yourself on the street beating people up um you know using risk escapes this is it like mm. it's very very good for that all martial arts is but actually martial arts is better on the sense of confidence and recovery it's very rare you see black belts or people who've done martial arts their whole life getting into street fights um, and stuff because for them, what's it's not worth exactly. it. Nothing. Um, yeah, like, so I think, obviously I know the... I've gone into a very deep level on that. And, um, <laughs> but I think it's really important to know that everyone comes onto the mats for a different reason. Yeah. And I know for me, when... I was younger, I was so passionate about doing it because I wanted to be a superhero and protect um, protect my mum. And that's where it was at. Like, that's why I got into martial arts. Nice. 
So, um, and I think that's just continued throughout my life is I continue to learn to educate women, get better for myself, but to be a help, superhero, help women. But that's, yeah, like, uh, <laughs> like I always said, if I, when I was growing up, if I'm going to die, I'm going to die a hero. That's, that's the aim of my life is to, um, nice die doing something spectacular or leaving a legacy behind that um Proud will of. continue to help yeah um people after i've gone that's a it's a very worthwhile endeavor mm. one has to think <laughs> <laughs> um <coughs> It's like an hour and 20. We could probably leave it there. Yeah, fancy it. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Have you got anything cool going on apart from Nogi class today? Um, I'm going to cook my first roast dinner. Ooh. Both. But secret is I thought it all. It's <laughs> just going to go in the oven and go in the microwave. Terrible. But I do need to find some stuffing and a nut roast. So. Oh, nice. I've heard you like a good stuffing. Yeah, that's why I had that turkey hat on last night. <laughs> it's been hopeful. Excellent. Well, um, yeah, I think that's it. I'm, I'm, you need a nap. Apparently so. <laughs> like, um, I don't know if I should go train or just sleep. Like, I'm Come so training. tired. Yeah. I need it. Tom, you get to spend an extra hour and a bit with me then. Oh, but you're so annoying. Did I say that out loud? <laughs> I'm just, um, just giving her the finger from right. a distance. Yeah. <laughs> Your fingers aren't that long. Anyway, thank you very much for listening. And, um, yeah. We'll do it all again another day, I suppose. Yeah. Bye. 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 How stretchy is your face?